Coming up on the Matt Townsend Show today, my wife and I just got our Christmas list from our children, and it seems like all they want are iPhones. Now, where on earth do they get their gimme, gimme, gimme attitudes? I mean, I, hmm, I did just treat myself to an iPhone 5 on Friday, and it's not even Christmas. Hmm, apparently, we have a lot to live and learn. It's coming up on the Matt Townsend Show. This is Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Negotiations over the fiscal cliff remain locked in stalemate on Capitol Hill. Republican leaders say they are waiting for a new plan from President Obama. In response to a Republican drive to make Michigan a right-to-work state, President Obama is voicing his support for the opposing labor unions. He says the Republican push is politically, not economically, motivated. Disgraced former International Monetary Fund chief Dominique Strauss-Kahn has settled a civil lawsuit with a hotel maid who accused him of sexual assault for an undisclosed amount. He is still facing further legal troubles in France. The FCC is pushing for more electronic devices to be allowed during commercial airline flights. The acting administrator of the FAA says the request comes at a time of tremendous innovation when mobile devices are more connected to daily life. A member of the elite Navy SEAL Team 6 was killed in action yesterday during a raid to rescue a kidnapped American doctor in Afghanistan. The mission was successful, according to a Defense Department release that also expressed gratitude for the man's selfless service to his country. On the world stage, Egyptian President Mohamed Morsi has given the military temporary power to arrest civilians during a constitutional referendum he is pushing for. Opponents are continuing to protest and riot and accuse Morsi of a power grab. Heading to a cancer surgery in Cuba, Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez has vowed a swift recovery despite a concession that his failing health could end his 14-year rule. The two Australian radio hosts who prank called a nurse from the hospital where Kate Middleton was staying last week say they are heartbroken about the possibility their prank led that nurse to suicide. The radio show has since been canceled. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host of the show, Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. And what we try to do on our program is teach you how to be a human. You'd think it would just be so easy, but there are so many rules that most of us don't even know about. There's so many new things coming out, learnings, ideas, tools to help us get through this crazy thing we call life. And so on the program, we like to give you everything you need to make your life healthier and happier. Welcome to the program. It's snowing here in the Rocky Mountain region. And uh, I got a new I got new tires today, guys. I needed the tires because uh, apparently c- cars need traction in order to move forward. And uh, when it started snowing, I was getting none. So I bought some. I never see winter tires with the brand names like Mount Baldy. Yeah, yeah. You don't see that, do you? Super tracked. That's what they have. Stuff like that. So I made it. Took me forever to get here. Uh, good to be with you. You're all here just walking around on campus. I'm sure you never leave, right? Is that how that works, Skyboy? Did you have tight? How are your bike? Your bike got good traction? I don't even have a bike, Matt. How's your guitar? 
My guitar is doing great. Good track. They're doing awesome. Good track from the Guitarville. <laughs> well, normally I ride a bike, but... Yes, no doubt. Yeah, I know. I woke up today, looked outside the window, and it was like... <sighs> but, Madison, no. with your luck, you probably ought not be riding a bike and True. Snow. In like the first two weeks of being on campus, I got hit by a car. Yeah. It wasn't my fault, by the way. They clipped no, my back tire. No, it never is, but death is the same. <laughs> Either way. Either way, it hurts. A lot of, a lot of dead drivers had the yeah. right of way. I think, Madison, you just need someone to pick you up. We're just going to send a car that. for you every time it snows. Okay. Can we have it be like a Saturn or you know, like a Lexus? No, no, no. It's probably going to be more like Rob's car. Because Rob's the guy driving everywhere in the snow. He loves a snow drive. It's about halfway between a Saturn and a Lexus, which, by the way, why would you even put those two cars in the same league? But, well, she just grew up loving a Saturn. So anyway, on the show today, uh, we like to talk about the human factor, the human news, people in the news that are uh, showing how, how, you know, incredible humans can be. So we just go through a little rundown. Anybody got a great story about humans in the news. Well, it's uh, not quite a human in the news. Ooh. But I'll first pose the question, dressing your pets up warmly. Dogs <laughs> hate sweaters. Cats really hate sweaters. But what about a stylish coat? <laughs> Put For that on your pet. Yeah, you know what? I think it's shameful. Dogs have a coat. <laughs> they were born with a coat. They don't need you putting a fluffy red one on them. So somebody in Toronto... Went one further. It turns out they have a pet monkey. Oh, boy. So they put him or her in this absolutely, and I don't find animals cute, but this is absolutely adorable <laughs> fur coat. You don't find animals cute? I mean, to, to where you, you see this picture of this monkey wearing this coat, and you just think, wow, that is one well-dressed monkey. That is a, it looks that my, absolutely uh, like a, you know, a high-end restaurant. That monkey could just walk right in there and ask for service. That's one. And, that's one classy primate, right? Yeah, <laughs> I love it when my primates are dressed for success. So these uh, people have, illegally have this monkey decided to put them in in the the car, and unfortunately, at the they had the car over at IKEA in Toronto. The monkey got loose in the parking garage and decided to uh, go walk in the store. No way. He sn- he got out of the car. Can yeah. you imagine what everyone's thinking in the parking lot? So there's these great photos all over Twitter of people going, yeah, I was shopping at Ikea. How big does this monkey look? Oh, about a foot tall. He's a little monkey. A little tiny, tiny, tiny monkey. Wearing a little doll but outfit. Absolutely fantastic little coat. <laughs> and uh, the police, uh, animal control came and ended up having to capture the monkey. And uh, they say the uh, Toronto Animal Services has no plans of returning him to his owners because in the city of Toronto, you're not allowed to have dress. a pet monkey. Oh, you're not allowed to have a monkey. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to dress a monkey up shamefully. So then they were worried, well, what are you going to do with a monkey that you find at Ikea? Well, and don't release it back into its that was habitat. An option on don't. The, that was no. an option on the table. Do you know what the other Whether they should allow, uh, release the monkey no. into the wild. No. And I just think Toronto in uh, the wintertime is probably not the best place. So, But they are, I think, speaking with people at the Toronto Zoo to try you know to what? find a nice, oh, nice oh, home And they'll the dress monkey. it there. Hello. Making money on the I monkey. keep him in the outfit. He looks great. You know what? But if they release the monkey that dresses up back to his natural habitat, you know what the other monkeys would do to him? They'd be jealous. They'd be jealous. They'd steal his sneakers. They'd steal his little monkey socks. They'd well, that steal or his they'd all rush out to Wait. copy him and buy outfits themselves. Wait, 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 wait. 
Would monkeys have socks or gloves for their feet? Because their feet no, have thumbs. I know, but hey. Am I thinking too much? You are. And have you not? You must not have seen a lot of feet because a lot of feet look like they have thumbs. That's no, that's accurate. Human feet. That's. So we need to put socks on them. There's and some shoes. weird looking people feet. Monkey shoes, monkey pants. Okay. It's, an, it's just not good. Well, that's good news. So I guess the, the human news there is that A, don't dress your monkey up, and B, don't have a monkey if you're not supposed to have one. Cool. Anybody else got news for the day? I do. Here so in Madison. Uh-huh. So apparently um, in Belgium, researchers have developed an LCD display that can be embedded in a contact lens. So it's like if you put on these contacts, wow. it would have like LCDs in them. Why? Um, I don't know, just for fun, Bryce, I guess. help us with this. Why? Well, as an avid contact wearer, um, if I could superimpose, like, funny haircuts and on people and, <gasps> you know, bring up information on people and your plates eyeball. and events. Right on your eyeball. It'd be great. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. That would be nope, bad. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, Rob says no. I was a late adopter for cell phones. When everybody in my peer group were getting phones, I somehow held out till 2008. Then they wanted me to get a smartphone. Yes. And now I'm addicted because every morning I have to open my smartphone and check my email the first thing in the morning. And now they want to put in a contact lens so that when I – literally the first thing yeah. when I wake up, I go, I have to check my email. Now I've drawn a line here. I think yeah. That's, that's I think smart. that's smart. You don't need – I. What yeah. if you could like <gasps> superimpose like movies on your contacts? No, but I then, think that'd be awesome. But what if you're driving and your movie well, no, 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 player no, 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 turns no, no. on like, accidentally? Not not all the time. <laughs> well, Just see, like... this is the thing. All of those problems they wouldn't happen because apparently it's physically impossible to see something that close to your eye. Good. So it actually like it, I know bummer, right? But it's just you know it would work out. So they have those like that glasses way. that like it's like a movie. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently, those. like yeah. that's close enough. That's, but I mean, even when like you think about it, if you see, hold up yeah. like your eye like that close, you like your finger that close to your I eye, you can't focus on it. That's what they're doing. They're trying to figure out a way to get. They're probably like trying to help blind people, huh? They actually they said it was just kind of like for cosmetic use. Oh, see, I just think this is getting weird. <laughs> weird. Do you know how much it's going to cost? Do you know how weird you're going to look charging up your um, contacts? Contacts. And like you're just going to have a cord stuck to your eyeball while you're charging. Be That's pretty weird. weird. I mean, I don't want to be gross, but <laughs> I like to think ahead to things like this. Sky, you've got a story for us. I've huh? got a great story. Yes, there is a girl in. It's always about a girl with you, isn't it? It's Sky? always about a girl. Um, Have let's see if I, oh, her name is Fiona Mutesi. I don't mm-hmm. really know if that's how you pronounce it, but she's from Uganda, and really? they say she's. They think she's sixteen, but nobody knows her birthday, so she might be fifteen. She doesn't know her birthday. She doesn't know yeah. her birthday. And so she lives in Uganda, and she actually lives in one of the poorest slums in Uganda. And um, it's so poor, they describe it. It says that human waste from downtown um, Kampala is dumped directly into her town. And it says that every morning she gets up at 5 a.m. to make a two-hour trek through Katwe just to get a jug of drinkable water. And she says she walks through lowland that is so severely flooded by Uganda's rains that many residents sleep in hammocks near the ceiling so they don't drown in the middle of the night. And so she lives just in, like, the poorest of poor situations. And there is this um, missionary down there, and he's a refugee from Uganda's Civil War. And he started a chess program, and anybody who— any child who comes mm-hmm. and learn and learns chess from him, he gives them a bowl of porridge. And so she she started walking like four miles to this place every day, 
um, to get a bowl of porridge and to learn chess. And turns out she's really, really, really good at oh, chess. Oh, how cool is this? Yeah. And so she actually ends up like winning like the national um, Uganda chess tournament or whatever. And she's been sent all over the world now in, in planes to go compete in chess tournaments. <laughs> she really. And Disney is now making a movie about her called The Queen of Katwe. I don't know if that's her pronunciation. How cool is that? What's her name? Her name is Fiona um, Mutesi. Fiona, that's way cool, is the hero of the day. We're going to make Fiona our hero because uh, who would travel to, I mean, I guess you have to to get your water, but, and the guy that got, that is teaching her chess, what's his name? His name is Robert Katende. Look Uh, at that. What one guy and girl can do, change the world for Fiona for her future children. Now, wait till they get her birth certificate. Then it's going to be a whole birth certificate scandal. See? That's yeah, what always happens. That's what always places. happens. And then all of a sudden, they'll have to, you know, she'll be disqualified because she's really 40. Yeah. It looks really young because <laughs> of all her exercise. So, Fiona, how neat is that? From Uganda and Robert, you are the heroes of the day. That's just cool. Um, that's really cool. And then you, you contrast that to our topic today. Today, we are talking about the gimme, 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 gimmies of our children and how they just want so many things and uh, they don't quite understand how hard it is to get a dollar, to make a dollar. So uh, one of the stories that I wanted to bring up happens to be, it's an article that came out by Ariane Brown on KSL.com, which is a, which is a, a website um, kind of centered here in Salt Lake City, there's a radio station and a television station called KSL. And uh, the, But anyway, it came from them. And what Arianne Brown has decided to do is she is – she's trying to get her kids to understand that everything's not about money. Everything's not about gimme, 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 gimme for Christmas. And one of her goals uh, is to maybe if we just – let the kids understand. And this is a big thing we're going to talk about today with, um, with our guest, uh, Elisa Weinstein. And uh, one of the things that we're going to figure out is we've got to teach these kids about, you know, what are wants, what are needs. And it's, at Christmas time, it seems so easy to start handing down a lot of um, gifts. And one of the things that this, this woman was talking about in her article is she basically just said, look, here's what we're going to do. Santa's going to just do your stocking. She's going to do your stocking and um, uh, Santa's going to – he's going to do your stocking and then mom and dad are going to give you gifts. And what she's basically decided is by by setting that up with her children, her children started to realize that if mom and dad are giving gifts, then they won't give the gifts that Santa would give because – Santa's, you know, got a sleigh with reindeer that pulls it, and he can basically make anything happen. And um, this mother was just basically saying, if we set up the expectation that gift giving is from mom and dad, then some of our expectations about what people can expect to get is basically what they would normally get throughout the year. Because mom and dad have limited budgets, and they don't have the benefits of reindeer and elves. Okay, so what do you think of that? Do you think that's the way, and we're going to ask our expert, is that the way that you teach kids, um, or is that a good way, a bad way? What do you think? Anybody got an idea on that? Is that the, is that the angle we take? Well, at minimum, it's, it's hard because I could see a kid in school having a friend mm-hmm. who is going – their family's going through rough financial difficulties. Yeah. 
And and then they come back from Christmas break and they go, well, what, what Santa bring you? Well, uh, nothing. And nothing. then you know, he's like, oh, my friend, you know, he, he must be a bad kid. And then that for a kid starts to think he is a bad kid because Santa didn't bring anything. Yeah. But maybe a balance could be – I'd be interested to see what Alyssa's opinion is on this. Oh, well, Santa brings the presents, but mom and dad still have to pay for them. Yeah. Santa doesn't oh, work for an, free. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and maybe there are some years where they can't afford to have Santa yeah. bring a present. Well, I think that's a – this is a complicated issue, especially with a really bad economy – um, and a bigger goal, I think, of getting our kids to learn how to handle the gimmies. So we're going to bring on uh, – we're going to take a break, but we're going to bring on Alyssa Weinstein. She uh, is the founder of a, of a program called Earn My Keep, and you can find it at earnmykeep.com. She's an award-winning financial and life literacy program uh, educator. She's the co-founder of the Financial and Life Literacy for Youth program. She's going to help us, you know, get rid of the gimmies, kind of retrain our children in understanding the value of a dollar. She's got some wonderful philosophies that she's going to teach us and uh, just tools to help us get through it. If you've got kids that have got the gimmies and you've got questions for Alyssa, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call, 801-422-0143. 801-422-0143. Give us a call, and we will give you a copy of her book uh, if uh, you'll give us a call um, and we get you on the air. 801-422-0143. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. How about a tea bag that can completely remove radiation from a glass of contaminated water? We'll tell you what's brewing. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. It's not quite a tea bag yet, but a sort of capsule you could dip into a glass of water, or say milk, and which pulls out radioactive contamination, rendering the drink harmless. That's what's being developed at Oklahoma State University. How the decontamination system works is based on a technique first used for mineral mining. OSU scientists found that metal oxide nanoparticles love to bond to certain compounds and metals, including all the radioactive actinide substances, as well as lead and arsenic. Besides using the nanoparticles to sponge up and retrieve minerals in a mining operation, the Oklahoma State researchers point out that the same technique can be scaled up to industrial-sized purifiers for municipal water filtration with this technology. What is still being studied is how many times the active component can be reused before it needs to be replaced and how to handle the used filtration material. But there is already a wide market interested in commercializing this discovery and making it available for emergency uses and even simple needs like wilderness camping. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. This Christmas season, BYU Radio brings you the true story of Santa Claus with our series, The Christmas Chronicles. Starting December 11th, we'll air daily episodes at 6.30 p.m. Eastern until the 24th. Or you can hear the whole uninterrupted series on Christmas Eve at 8 p.m. or Christmas Day at 2 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Talk about good.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about gimme, 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 the uh, feelings that sometimes your kids think that mom and dad have all the money in the world. And, uh, you know, Santa's going to get them everything they need. You know, mom and dad won't. So let's just make a really cool list, get Santa to give us everything on earth that we need. And, uh, you know, no big deal. But we're talking uh, later, we're going to get to one of our great experts, Alyssa Weinstein, who's going to coach us through how to teach your children the value of money, especially at the holiday time. And, uh, you know, diffuse the gimmies, but also preserve the magic of the season. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, also helping us here to preserve the magic is Rob Sanders, because there's a lot of really cool stories at this time of year that maybe perpetuate a little gimme, gimme, gimme. And you definitely see it in old uh, Christmas movies. What, when you think Christmas movie, what's one of the first ones that comes to mind for, for you? Dickens, uh, Christmas Christmas story. Carol. Carol, yeah. Yeah. Well, and Christmas Story, too. Yeah, that's the other one, yeah. And funny you mentioned that because Red Rider BB Red, gun. Yeah. Okay, think about what novel did is Ralphie was the kid's name, right? Ralphie. Ralphie. <laughs> we we uh, it's he needed big. a gun though. We used to have uh, Tom on our team, and he looked just like Tom was our <laughs> little Ralphie. <laughs> he had glasses he and everything. Like <laughs> we miss him. <laughs> we miss the uh, Red Rider BB gun though. The entire plot of the movie it was you know a film. I think the film was what done in the eighties, yeah. depicting the nineteen thirties. This expectation that there was the one present that you really wanted and it's told from the perspective of the kid working so hard to eventually maybe possibly have a chance to maybe get it and all along the way it's this uphill battle of mom saying you'll shoot your eye out <laughs> and uh, what was the teacher's name uh miss shields yeah i can't yeah you'll shoot your eye out everyone was so logical even santa claus told him even santa yeah. claus shoves him down the slide you'll shoot your eye out kid <laughs> kicks him down the slide maybe he wanted one eye hmm well there's a doubt that but he definitely wanted that gun that's right so he, but he's not thrilled about it but he ultimately accepts what his elders say he doesn't argue back he doesn't argue with miss shields he doesn't argue with mom much he doesn't uh, but who you know? Who can blame poor Ralphie? I mean, he doesn't want uh, pink, well, the t- pink slippers. Ralphie's playing the typical child that just wants what he wants, you know. And it seems like mom and dad are playing the typical parent role, which is let's be very real and conservative, Realistic. and you don't want to lose your eye. And even dad, who ultimately comes through and gets him the toy, plays coy to the very end because that's the fun in it. Yeah, yeah, you know, nah, listen to your mother. You shoot your eye out. Yeah. Kid. And then in the end, he gets it. And that's, that's kind of the happy ending. That's the, story. the magic of Christmas right there. Yeah. Yeah. So think about how much movies have changed when they, in the, had in the 1990s, had the Arnold Schwarzenegger film, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Phil Hartman, Jingle <laughs> All the Way. Yes. That's depicting a 1990s Christmas from the point of view of 1990s. So you have Arnold. So first of all, it's not even the idea that, uh, what's his son's name? Jamie? Is this the one where he like tries to get the action figure? Yeah, toy? Turbo yeah. Man. Okay. Well, and by the way, let's not even talk about the acting. Oh, that was fantastic. It was the acting Arnold was even different, wasn't it? In, in fact, I really enjoy making fun of the acting in that movie because I just so happened to date a girl who was in that movie. Really, starstruck, except not. <laughs> Jamie, I'm your father. I will get you a present. So it's not told from the point of view. Now, if it was Christmas story, it would be told from the point of view of Jamie that yeah. there's this really popular toy. It shines. He really it wants glistens. It. Yeah. And 
his parents keep telling him, no, you're not going to get it. It's impossible to get. And then maybe at the end there's a miracle and he gets it. But no, it's told from the point of view of dad who must, at all costs, committing felonies, misdemeanors, and traffic offenses, beat out the entire city of Minneapolis to get the Turbo Man doll. <laughs> it involves using the black market. Right. It involves – I think at one point they blew up a classic rock station or something. I mean, it's just yeah. anything you could possibly imagine. They're tackling people in the mall. If you don't need the black market to get your kids a gift, you don't love your kids. Dad must at all costs <laughs> get that gift. So it's already changed. And what's even sadder is this Turbo Man doll is impossible to get. Yeah. Not because it's a huge sacrifice for the family to get it or, or that it, it's the fact that every other father in Minneapolis – in this film, is guilted into the same thing. Oh, their their wife will leave them, and they'll have to face the guilt of knowing they're a terrible father, and have to make up for it in gifts. And so the the sense of gimme, gimme, gimme kind of happens so automatically. Yeah. And the surprise ending to this movie isn't that Jamie gets the gift. Actually, the surprise ending is in the end, Jamie decides he doesn't need the gift. That is a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Something's wrong with that kid. But really, I mean, it's funny that the taking it from the avenue of a parent, you know, out there fighting the world to get the gift, it doesn't have the same magic. No. And you don't see people gathering around the TV. If, if, you, if it's Christmas time, you know, it's the day after Christmas and a Christmas story comes on some obscure cable channel and you're like, oh. That's cool. You all kind of gather around and watch it. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, we don't gather around Jingle all the way. Remembering the 1990s peak of Gimme, Gimme Christmas just doesn't have the same feeling, spirit, warmth. I like that, Rob. See, I think that's what we got to uncover today. Today, we're talking with Alyssa Weinstein, and we are going to figure out how do you creep – How do you creep up on little kids? No, we're going to find out how you keep that incredible spirit, the real magic of Christmas, without losing yourself, without trying to get hung up and without trying to get caught up in all of the, um, I don't know, just some of the pressure that we might feel as parents, some of the little, uh, I don't know, there's this weird thing going on of, of each of us maybe feeling... We need to get our kids stuff. I think it's our little weird way of getting rid of our guilt. And I really am concerned that we might be not uh, adequately teaching our children what uh, Fiona from Uganda was learning, that things have value. And I think the problem isn't even the kids wanting and being so gimme, gimme, gimme. I think it might be a problem of our parenting where we don't know quite how to teach children the value of earning something, the value of money, the value of a gift, the value of the gift that, uh, you know, a little BB gun can have um, as it glistens in the window. That's powerful. There is a great spirit to it. There's also a great spirit to being able to say, you know what, I don't need it, and and turning it down. Um, there's incredible power in that as well. So when we come back, we're going we're gonna to take your calls. If you have a call specifically about your children, about the gimme, gimme, gimme's, what questions do you have for our guest, Elisa Weinstein? She's an expert in this. She'll give you the tools you need. Give us a call, 801-422-0143, 801-422-0143. Everybody that calls with a question gets the book, Earn It, Learn It. Uh, which was written by Elisa, and uh, you'll be able to teach your child the value of money, 
work, and a time well spent. We'll be back right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Parenting can be a tricky business, and we all know families don't come with a handbook. That's why we can learn from world-traveling family coaches, the Ayers. Join the Ayers on the Road for family, parenting, and general life advice. Monday and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Speaking to crowds of Michigan auto workers, President Obama is raising his cause of tax hikes on the wealthy to avoid the fiscal cliff, alongside his support for the labor unions, which are currently facing a Republican threat of making Michigan a right-to-work state. A federal court has permanently blocked North Carolina from issuing anti-abortion-themed license plates that would have read, quote, choose life on the grounds that not providing a counter-pro-choice option is unconstitutional. Gas prices nationwide have plummeted, according to the Lundberg survey. The average price for a gallon of gas is now just $3.38, down almost a dime over the last three weeks. Over the weekend, international K-pop sensation Psy apologized to the nation for graphic anti-American lyrics in a previous rap just before a performance of his latest hit, Gangnam Style, for the president at the National Christmas Concert. Naval officials have identified the slain member of SEAL Team 6 who died yesterday during a mission to rescue a kidnapped doctor in Afghanistan as 28-year-old Petty Officer First Class Nicholas D. Chek. Internationally, following Egyptian President Morsi's empowering of the military to arrest civilians, a government spokesperson is now clarifying that anyone arrested will still be tried by the civil court system. The two Australian radio hosts who prank called a nurse at the hospital where Kate Middleton was staying last week say they are heartbroken about the possibility their prank led that nurse to suicide. Their radio show has since been cancelled. Japan's economy has officially slipped into recession after revised numbers for the second quarter were released today. Analysts say weak exports are a major factor in the now contracting gross domestic product there. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are, today, we are going to take on the gimmies. We're going to go focus on our children. We're going to give you some skills, some tools to teach them the value of money, the value of a gift, the value of a need versus a want. And uh, we're really going to try to do it all while preserving the magic of Christmas. I'm going to bring on my guest. um, And before we do, if you want to call with a question, we'd love to hear what do you think is the cause of the gimmies? What do you think is going on with our children that might be driving them to be maybe more, more, more gimme, gimme, gimme instead of more understanding, more maybe into 
the value of a gift and a present. And do you think? Do you think our kids today have more of the gimmies? What do you think is the source of that? We'd love to hear your calls, your questions for our guest, Elisa Weinstein. Our number here is 801-422-0143, 801-422-0143. Any caller that calls and gets on the air will get a copy of Elisa's book, Earn It, Learn It, Teach Your Children, Child, The Value of Money, Work, and Time Well Spent. It's a great book that can help you uh, through this this sometimes difficult time financially. So uh, we're going to bring on Elisa now. Now, Elisa is uh, the creator of a website, and you really need to go check out this website. The website's called earnmykeep.com. She, uh, is, it's an award-winning financial planner and a life literacy program. She is also the co-founder of FLY, which stands for Financial and Life Literacy for Youth. She's been a commentator on the Nightly Business Report. She's the mother of two children and just an author and um, a wonderful educator. Uh, Alisa, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Alisa, are you there? Well, we're trying to get her on. We'll figure it out. She's, I know she's on hold, just sitting there floating away. One of the things that we've been trying to, to think through as we think about uh, this time of year is there's a lot of expectations around uh, Santa Claus and around um, Santa's abilities, uh, along with just, you know, financial stress of every one of us. And so we've got all of these other issues, these other things going on, and it's hard to know what to do. And I really want to keep that spirit alive. And I know our guest, Elisa, does too. So Elisa Weinstein, are you with us? I am with you. How are you? I am fine. How are you? Good. Now, fill us in, Alisa, because you, you, you took on an issue that I think is very, very needed, not just this time of year, but always, this idea of financial literacy for our kids. How, how did you get into this? Well, it actually started right after the holidays. Um, it was a couple years ago, and it was, it was because of the holiday gimmies, honestly. It was a couple months after, it was like February. And when the bills my came My daughter in. wanted... Well, well, she didn't know about the bills, but yes. Okay. <laughs> and we were, what, you know, it's actually, it's true now that you're saying that. It's like all coming back in this, like, flood of memories. <laughs> My husband and I were really trying to be very good in separating want versus need when we yeah. made a purchase, and, but she was four, so we certainly didn't explain that to her. Right. And we, we were in Target, and she wanted um, another little, like, sparkly pink lip balm. And <laughs> I can be a little obnoxious sometimes. And I told her to get a job and pay for it herself. <laughs> that is so because rude. I was a little – well, it was so rude. But I was a little annoyed. I mean, she yeah. just, we just finished the holidays, and everyone kept giving her sparkly pink lip balms. And why do you need another sparkly pink lip balm? Isn't and that it? Yeah. So, so it, was, it, it was pretty much – that's pretty much what happened. So – I gave her a real job. She ended up doing my husband's job. He's a market researcher, and she surveyed friends and family on their favorite flavor of ice cream. <laughs> and then they created a pie chart because he was all excited to show her the computer. Right. And she presented her results to me, and I paid her. And what was so amazing, and this is where the whole idea for my program took off, was well, she was really excited to get the money, and she knew that we could then go and buy her what she wanted. What she was really excited about was having had his job. And yeah. I think the, the problem with the gimmies in general is, first of all, kids do not mean to be mean. No. They're not. They're not. They just, they just don't understand. Yeah, they're and just being kids. They're being kids, and, and especially around the holidays when you literally tell them to make a wish list. That's right. It's, you know, how do you separate that? And, 
And But they don't understand how hard it is to earn money. And by having her had a real task from a real job, getting paid, and then having to manage that money, it was the full experience. Yeah. And, and so that is what has really helped a lot of families around the country diffuse the gimmies is by emulating this model. It's making it real. Making it real. They have to now deal yeah. with kind of like a. This isn't. This isn't. You know. I guess magic dust. It's also this thing has a price tag. This is expensive, and whether Santa's bringing it or mom and dad are bringing it, this thing has a different value than you're putting on it, which is just that it would be fun. Exactly. But but I think also part of it is keeping it fun, protecting the magic and and making work itself something enjoyable to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, generally if you find a job that you really like to do, even though it's work, you got a smile on your face. You're passionate about it. You're empowered by it. And kids, you know, young children, 4 to 12 do not have the opportunity typically, to, to find that magic. So I worked with 49 professionals with amazingly cool jobs, like investigator and chef and a disc jockey, and they told me what it is they do for a living, and I translated that into almost a 1,000 tasks parents and kids can do. Hmm. So the, the child gets an opportunity to explore all these really unique, fun careers and see how things they do in their everyday life could one day translate to something they do as an adult. And, oh, my goodness, I get paid for that, too. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this time of year especially, I know it's top of mind for everybody. <laughs> it really is. And it's I, I really like the idea, too, because it's something um, you're, you're capturing you're capturing their heart. You're capturing motivation in these kids. You can probably even start to see – what they lean to, what their talents are. I mean, I, I'm sure some of these they don't even really, in the end, care about or like. But a little older than four or five, you could get a seven, eight, nine, ten year old finding something they're really, really intrigued in. Uh, and I, apparently, it's eight because my daughter's been doing this for four years, and she finally asked me. We usually do a career week, and we, um, and I'm, they're really simple. I mean, sometimes these are 15 minute activities that we do, and sometimes yeah. it's much bigger. But the book is filled with all sorts of things that fit every schedule. And she said to me, you know, I've been doing these every week. I, she wants to be a pastry chef, which oh, really? just for the record is hysterical because I am, I'm a really bad cook. So where is she? <laughs> so, like, is it maybe it's because she's hungry? It, well, I know I do. I feed her. I okay. really do. I feed You're her. You're feeding her. We got that. <laughs> so I'm just, it's just not so tasty. But she's also so choosing she's, pastry, which is a great choice. Yeah, if you're going to choose a food, good. I mean, let's do pastry. But then she gets also from her father the sweet tooth. But um, <laughs> yeah, so now we're doing, now she is a pastry chef and now her careers are once a month. They're like much longer, more involved, and they take a little bit more time to do. And she is a pastry, she's committed to being a pastry chef for a year. Oh, wow. She just loves it. And she, and then there's the science in it and there's the yeah. art in it and, and the um, follow through, the commitment, the goal setting, the self-assessment. I mean, Yes. My four-year-old is doing this. He doesn't even get all of the amazing lessons, life lessons right. he's getting by well, pretending to be a gymnastics coach. Yeah. Is you know, he really? Is that what he's doing? How old is he? Four? That's, he's four, and he was holding himself up on two chairs, and I looked at him, I'm like, and you're a gymnastics coach this week. You're going to learn why that's really hard to teach somebody how to do. I love that. But they're also learning yeah. like to make a commitment and time management. And then for that year for your daughter, you can actually go – spend some other money to, to take her to places and let her learn stuff and have her take classes for cooking. And yes. I mean, really, that's 
they're lear- I mean, think of what they're learning. They're learning all of the undergirding, uh, the, the underlining, lying things that, that seem to set up careers and life. Yes, but in a really fun, mm-hmm. kid-friendly way. Yeah. Earn My Keep is all about kidifying adult concepts. We are not talking down to kids. We no. are talking with kids. We are respecting them and their interests, but really practicing these life skills. I mean, these are critical skills, self-confidence, self-worth, creative thinking, problem-solving, resiliency. This is something that can give your kids, you know, the, the oomph to, to really succeed in life as an adult while you're creating memories, while you're having a great time, while you're carving out that 15 minutes that none of us seem to have, but you just, you make time for it, and it's the the benefits are just exponential. Oh, I, I love it. And so if, if there's a listener out there and they're sitting there thinking, okay, so I have a child that's seven. What are some ways I could uh, that I could do this? Um, if you're a listener and you have a specific child or a grandchild that you would like some feedback or ideas from Elisa, uh, give us a call right now, 801-422-0143, 801-422-0143, and Elisa will kind of give you some tools, some ideas about what she would do. You can also go to her her website, which is earnmykeep.com. It's that's you've just put together all your ideas on this site. Is that is that what the whole site's for? Well, the the site is for and uh, people and you know people who are interested to follow along and see what I'm doing with my own children, just to get more ideas. Yeah. it's so fun and you know we're doing careers that aren't in the book. You know, we yeah. do some that are in the book, and then there's a formula in the back to help people do this with you know any career that they like. And then there's also which I have just there's been so much going on, but eventually we'll kick back up again. But you can read archived um, expert of the week, where a lot of the experts from the book um, have been. Uh, they'll answer, you know, in real time. They'll answer kids' questions and parents' questions for a two-week time period. So it's kind of technically expert of the two weeks, but that just is a mouthful. So right. we call it expert of the week. People can ask me questions, and um, there's a lot of just tons of just rich article. I, I just I love it. It's such a fun website, and and I, I don't get to update it as often as I'd like. But the stuff is incredibly timely. And this is an evergreen thing. Yeah, this goes We're on doing forever. Now, forever until they leave the house. So um, well, I think this time. Oh, oh go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say this time of year I get a lot of questions because everyone's really busy, but the, you know their the gimmies are so loud and clear and ways to implement it immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what can yeah. I do tomorrow? What can I do between now and Christmas? Exactly. And my suggestion is to take a career that's very seasonal. So, you know, if you're having a holiday party, have your child be an event planner in charge of making an invitation for the party. If you have family coming in, have your child be an investigator and create a family fingerprint log. Um, You know, you use a marker and you put a little marker on everybody's pointer finger and each person, you know, puts their little fingerprint down. And then if your child's younger, they just write the name of the person. If the child's older, they could ask, where were you born? What's your birthday? What do you like to do? Where, you know. That's so great. What do you do for, you know, you see, you can make it very in-depth. And toy designer yeah. could create, you know, the hot toy of the month. So there's lots of seasonal ways that you can do this and massage it right into what we're doing right now. Love it. Okay, Elisa Weinstein, we're going to come back. We're going to get into more of these ideas. Um, we're also, I would love to also hear... Because you don't want this to mess up Santa, right? And we don't, oh, no, you know, we, we Santa rock. So when we come back, I want you to explain how we keep it so that, you know, we're not stepping on Santa's toes here 
you know, he's the man there. He knows what he's doing. And yet um, still teaching these important lessons. If you've got a question for Elisa, give us a call. 801-422-0143. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. You can't live without it, but how do you tell what's in your water? With help from a space farm. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. From childhood, one of the first things we learn in elementary science is the formula for water, H2O. Two hydrogen atoms and an oxygen atom mix the stuff we drink and skate on and wash with. But in real life, pure H2O is rare. Our tap water contains all manner of dissolved minerals, chemicals, and biological stuff. Some good, some not. Knowing what's in your water is a full-time job for city utilities. And now, what they use to analyze your drinking and treated water is a system based on NASA technology for space gardens. ChemScan was originally developed to monitor the water for hydroponic farms and space habitats, where astronauts would grow plants to make fresh air and food. The system replaces an entire suite of tests and sampling procedures used by conventional water utilities on Earth. A commercialized version of ChemScan is used in major cities today, saving money while doing the job cheaper, better, and faster than before. Mmm, good stuff. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Are there some global issues you wish you could know more about or could get an inside perspective on? Notes from the Kennedy Center presents lectures and seminars from international diplomats and scholars discussing issues and events from all over the world. Become a more informed global citizen and tune into Notes from the Kennedy Center weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Yeah, you don't deserve anything, little girl. <laughs> Tell me that song doesn't bring back memories. Wow, she's got a strong accent, too. Uh, good song. You're getting nothing for Christmas, little girl. And it's not because you haven't earned it. It's because you've got a little bit of the gimmies. And uh, we're bringing on Bryce Tobin, our producer here. Now, Bryce uh, has had an experience in his life where he got the gimmies. I did. I got the gimmies hardcore. Now, this was last year. No, oh. it was not when last was year. This? this was, have to be 1996. And you were? I young. was in second grade. Okay, and you bought a gift. You well, didn't because well, you didn't understand the value of money. Well, I didn't have a job. Okay, well, so. that's why we're talking to Elisa. Right? Yeah. So I, this kid in my class, his name was Sean. He was having a birthday party. And I mean, birthday parties are great. So yeah. I like, I like going to those. You love those. Um, and, and Sean was, uh, I didn't really know him. It was kind of like a courtesy invite. Ah. Like he was in my class. Right. So he, but he had to invite everybody because he couldn't shun you. Exactly. And 
So you're sitting there, and all of a sudden, you're got, you got to get Sean a present. i got to get him a present. I have no idea what to do. So we, we would often make a trip out of this. We would go to a certain toy store, uh-huh. and we just kind of hang out there, because there's all kinds of stuff to mess looking with. Looking for something to inspire you. Exactly. And maybe play around with for a few hours. But we, we finally settled on something, and we got it to the cash register, and I just had the wrong mindset the entire time. Because you were I, also two. You, I mean, you were in second grade. I was in second grade. There's no excuse for greediness, Matt. No. There's no excuse for it, right? Except for immaturity. <laughs> Except for immaturity. So we get there, we, we go to buy it, and it kind of dawns on me, wait, I spent all this time messing around with this toy, and I'm not even going to get it. Lost my cool right there. Total fit. Total fit right there. Um, And it was bad enough that my mom called my dad at work. Dad got involved. Yeah. Game over. Because now you got the gimmies. I had the gimmies really bad. Like I was, I wanted that. I wanted that and I knew I was being ridiculous. Yeah. But that didn't stop me. I still went for it. Mom was, mom was throwing the old bait and switch at you. She baited you into this store thinking that you're going to, not, you knew you weren't going to get anything, but you became attached I did. It's, thing. it's like that stray dog that wanders into your house, <laughs> yeah. and then you give it or a the name. the stray monkey into Ikea. <laughs> you, you give it a name, and then you realize, and then someone, how you found out, it's your neighbor's dog, and there's no way you can keep Wilford, or whatever yeah. you're going to call him. Give Wilford back. <laughs> Wilford now belongs next door, and you get to see him all the time, and all the joy that you could be having <sighs> with him, but you don't get to have joy with Wilford. Is that why you wanted Elisa Weinstein to be our guest? Because you wanted to work through this. I need to work... Matt, this was like... <laughs> I know, you've been well, suffering. This was like 17 years ago. You haven't bought a gift since then. Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Scrooge, well, right here. Scrooge Tobin. <laughs> Bryce Scrooge Tobin, right here. Okay, Bryce, well, let's talk to Elisa, see what she thinks. Elisa, are you with us? I, I, I am so with you. Did you hear how Laughing messed up and... he is? He, I, I'm so messed up. I mean, seriously. We need your help you to really fix need... him. You do. I wish I had therapist so-and-so as one of the careers in the book now. Well, you, you might need, um, you might need, now, by the way, Elisa is, yes. she is the founder and the creator of earnmykeep.com, which is an award-winning financial literacy program for really kids to teens, right? Well, yeah, yeah, pretty I mean, much, four to 12. Is it 12? Now, I mean, it seems like teens need this, because Bryce, is, Bryce and, and, is a young adult. He's in his... 20s mid 20s and he's still got he still has problems with understanding the value of something well and actually that's what i was thinking just telling the story one thing i think to remember when we're talking to our kids is when i see someone who has something that i really really wish that i had yeah if i was six i'd pout and have the gimmies and i think that like we forget that we feel the exact same way they do we're just not allowed to fall on the floor and like thrash around like it's, but it's true we've learned that but that doesn't mean we yes. don't really 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 want to. we want like like a new yes. phone yes when we yes, see our so friends having you... one we want one yeah if anyone has an iphone they want to send me i'll definitely take it <laughs> i think that like if i think that if we remember that when we're talking with our kids you at least can empathize a little bit more rather than getting frustrated and angry with them because yeah. they, once you're talking to them and you they understand that you understand how they feel they'll open up and be a lot more receptive to whatever it is you have to say. I so, think you're right on. And, and, and the parents, yeah. we just don't know how to get, we don't know how to do this with our kids, do we? I mean, like, so if you were Bryce's mom and Bryce was throwing a fit because he didn't, he had, now has to give this Lego set or whatever it was. Transformer. Transformer to a kid he'll that he doesn't even know. That. Yeah, he'll never forget that. In fact, he can't even see the Transformer movies today. 
it's it's but messed it has him no, up that much. Has nothing to do with the fact that they're really poorly done movies. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, nothing. It's more because of his childhood. But if you're the mom, okay, so walk us through what would you do to kind of to teach. To make this a teaching moment, and then to turn it into okay, let's let's earn one, son. Let's 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 earn your keep. Well, that's but that's exactly what you do. Let's do it. Kids don't understand that what the whole process, and they feel completely. I mean, they have no money. They right. have no power. Yeah. They are powerless in this situation to change what's going on. Well, unless so there's the unless first, they do the tantrum thing, right? So their only power well, is in then, pouting and tantrum. But that's a short-term. It's that's right. It won't work. Buy the gift. It's a short-term solution, and you're not giving you're not giving your child the skills and allowing them to practice what they need to practice to then become a self-fulfilling adult. Right. Uh, you're not helping them learn anything. So it's actually as and my children are very well versed in earn my keep, and they earn their money, and they understand. My kids get the gimmies. I mean, we all do. And so the the beauty of it is, though, the more that you practice it. The more you go into a store with a child who is not going to come out with something, the more they'll get used to that. And then Mm. be so excited when they go into a store and come out with it. I have a lot of friends who will not bring their children shopping with them because they don't want to hear the whining. And I understand that. But if you never give your child an opportunity to practice walking out of a store without something, they're never going to learn how to do it. It's not fun. Oh, I brace myself like <laughs> uh, like nobody's business. But My that's the way. To, that's parenting, right? You're being a parent. You're being a great parent. Yes, yes, that's parenting. Is biting the bullet and and remembering that you're looking for long term stuff. Yeah. That what we do now is going to help them be wonderful, self fulfilling adults who who are excited about going out into the real world. So it's like a short-term, you know? Well, then (laughs) all of a sudden, they're not in credit card debt by the time they're 23 or 20 or 16 or 18. So if you were the mom, uh, Bryce's mom in that moment, and and I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there listening that are thinking, yeah, I've had that a million times. What should I do? So in that moment, let's say we didn't plan ahead, but now we want to get into the idea of the earn my keep. What what would you say to your child then? Then what would you go home and start doing with them? Well, the first thing I would do is make it a priority to car- if you can get your kid out of the store without <laughs> buying anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All, get them out. Get them out. Exactly. Don't bribe <laughs> them out. Yeah, right. You're the man. Okay, if you can do that, you definitely need to recognize that it is time to prioritize this education, and yeah. we make time to do everything else. We make time for six days of practice. We make time for homework. We make time to teach our kids good manners, how to eat right. This has to take, this is important and this is important right now because you're sitting on this hot moment. You know, take advantage of it and immediately start talking about what you do for a living. It takes 10, the whole car ride home. Do you know what I do or what my partner does or what your grandparents did Mm. or what Aunt Jojo does and start talking about the process. This is what we do. This is how we earn money. These are things I love about my job. These are things I can't stand about my job. Talk to your kid like a peer. You know, like, this is really cool stuff. Like, what do you think you want to be when you grow up? What, What interests you? And I'm telling you, the kids, it's almost a distraction, but they get very involved in that conversation. And then when you get home... And you don't, and that's the other thing. Parents start big. They think financial education, oh boy, I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm not good with money. You know, I have my own problems. And all it is is a baby step. You give them one job, one task, 
one fun thing to do. You pick a payday and you pay them. And then maybe you just don't do anything for two weeks. You know, like, it doesn't need to be this big, overwhelming thing. But if the iron is hot, do it. Jump on it. It is a gift. You have to keep remembering you're giving your child the greatest, greatest gift that you can give him. And that is the ability to take care of himself. Well, and it's this great distraction because you're like, okay, son, I'm going to show you. Let's get to the car and I'm going to show you how you can have anything you want that's important to have to, for you. But there's a, there's a trick to it. And it's what mommies and daddies are, have been doing. So, and then all of a sudden you're creating this great dialogue, this conversation about how they can have what they want over time. Um, it, it creates discipline. It creates this sense of, you know, the the, uh, the um, law of the harvest. You reap what you sow, right? You're going to earn your keep yeah. here. I mean, it really is. It's, it is the greatest gift. It's so much better than just giving them what they want to shut them up or threatening yeah. them or being violent or being loud or, you know, squeezing their neck. All the other tricks I mean, that we use. Yeah, and it's funny because if you are consistent with this kind of education and you stick with it, amazing things happen. And about, I don't know, maybe like seven months ago, my daughter looked at me and she's like, I don't want to grow up. And I said, why? <laughs> and she said, well, because then I actually have to work and I have to like have a real job. And first of all, seven years old, she actually understood that, which was pretty cool. Right. But even bigger than that, I looked at her and I was able to say, that's why it's important to find something that you love to do. Because, that's yes, great. you have to work. But if you, that's what we're doing is we're trying to help you. You don't have to find it today. You don't have to find it in 10 years. You're still only going to be 17. Yeah. <laughs> There's still tons of world to explore. But knowing that all of these opportunities, librarian, musician, zoologist, accountant, banker, that they're, that they're all available helps kids look at the world with open, creative eyes. Mm. And I could do something that I love to do. And that changes the dynamic with the money. Yeah, it seems you like know? it would change. Every, yeah, it changes everything, doesn't it? It does. I do want to talk about, because I, this is something else I get a lot on the subject, off the subject, is the whole Santa thing and yeah. how to do this. But still, Santa, I mean, as I agree. Santa rocks. He's awesome. I mean, the magic thing you don't want to take away from anyone. And yeah. I do think that you can help diffuse the gimmies and still preserve the magic of Santa very easily. Let's do um, this, Elisa. And- let's save it. Let's take a break. Uh, and then we'll be back and we'll get into the Santa Yay! trick. It's not a trick. Cool. What is it? It's the Santa method. Method. That's a great word for it. Method. And anybody out there that wants a, a, a specific coaching experience with Elisa, give us a call. Give us your gimme issue with your children, and let's let's pick her brain and see if we can't get specific ideas from her. Give us a call, 801-422-0143, 801-422-0143. And if you do, we'll give you a, a copy of her book. And uh, which gives all the great insights in how to make this work. We're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be back right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU FM HD2 Provo. Music simply sounds better from a live studio. Listen to organic, unedited music on Highway 89, Monday through Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
This is Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. President Barack Obama and House Speaker John Boehner are stuck on the specifics of a deal to avoid the pending fiscal cliff. The president says Republicans need to clarify how they will raise taxes on the wealthy, while Boehner says the president is being too vague about spending cuts. A federal court has permanently blocked North Carolina from issuing anti-abortion-themed license plates that would have read, Choose Life, on the grounds that not providing a counter-pro-choice option is unconstitutional. The FCC is pushing for more electronic devices to be allowed on commercial airline flights. The acting administrator of the FAA says the request comes at a time of tremendous innovation when mobile devices are connecting are more connected to daily life. Gas prices have plummeted nationwide. According to the Lundberg survey, the average price for a gallon of gas is now just $3.38, down a dime over the last three weeks. Federal school lunch guidelines meant to cap kids' calorie and sugar intakes are relaxing after teachers, parents, and students complained that many kids were going hungry. On the world stage, following Egyptian President Morsi's empowering of the military to arrest civilians, a government spokesperson is now clarifying that anyone arrested will still be tried by the civil court system. North Korean officials have extended the launch window for a controversial long-range rocket test, citing technical problems. World leaders have been pressuring North Korea to cancel the launch. Japan's economy has officially slipped into recession after revised numbers for the second quarter were released today. Analysts say weak exports are a major factor in the now contracting gross domestic product. That's the news now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking to Elisa Weinstein, who is the author of the book, Earn It, Learn It, Teach Your Children the Value of Money, Work, and Time Well Spent. She's going to let us in on some secrets about how to help your kids get rid of the gimmies um, and not, you know, not harm the great myths and work of Santa. So how do you diffuse the gimmies and preserve the magic? We're talking to Elisa Weinstein. If you have a question or a comment, if you want Elisa to work on your children um, and give us some ideas specifically of how you can deal with uh, some of the gimme problems you have in your home, give us a call, 801-422-0143. And any caller that uh, gives us a call to um, ask their question, we will give them a copy of Earn It and Learn It. Earn It, Learn It, which is written by our guest, Elisa. Elisa, welcome back to the program. Thank you. So um, we're not here to terrorize our kids. We're not here to just throw them into child labor camps. We're here to teach them the value of a dollar by letting them understand how it works. And one of the things we were talking about before the break is we also want to make sure that, you know, Santa, that we we understand how to integrate Santa into earning and... um, and, and these kids learning responsibility? Well, losing Santa would be sad. Yeah. I mean, Santa's, I mean, that's, that's the whole magic of it, and I know the joy of parents seeing their kids' eyes light up and the whole thing. Um, so I have some ideas yes. on how to keep Santa Santa and still help diffuse the gimmies a little bit. And the first thing that's very helpful is the fact that kids know not every gift comes from Santa. So we're going to leave all the Santa gifts out of this because that's, Santa is Santa. Right. 
obviously. But you can focus on the gifts that come from a grandparent and and an uncle and or mom and dad. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with going through the process of talking about what we do for a living, how we do our jobs, what, you know, maybe give an example of one specific task that you had to do that exact day. Yeah. You earn money for that, and then we use that money to buy your presents. And then, oh, but yes, there's more. I think that it's really, do this, it's really fun to do with the kids. You brainstorm this crazy big ticket item. I mean, something that the kids realistically know they're not getting, you know, right. like, like a, house. a brand new, I mean, <laughs> like a house or something like a boat or something, because you, know, you don't want to get their hopes up where they yeah. think they actually we might, might get be a getting boat. this thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, I don't want to be responsible. Yeah, then, then you'll be <laughs> paying for therapy, which is a whole other show. Yeah, more therapy. I got to take care of Bryce right now, and that's just enough. <laughs> that's right. So, yes. Right. So, um. But this one big ticket item and calculate if I earn, and clearly I would recommend making this up for ease, you know, if I earn $100 an hour, how many hours would I have to work to earn that boat? Uh, And you really start to help the kids understand you know, what mom and dad have to do, that there's a, there's a time value to it. And yeah. that's why the, you know, it's all about teaching your kids the value of money, work, and time well spent. Yes. I'm going to choose this job, make this money, and, you know, I could spend, you know, 18 hours buying this item or four hours buying this item, you know, and, and just talking about how we choose, it's all about choice, how we choose to spend Isn't our money. is great? And is it worth having yes. mommy and daddy away for this long to get the boat? Or is it better that we maybe don't have the boat, but it allows daddy to come more to your games and more to your activities? I mean, that's a great conversation starter. So you're saying when it comes to Santa, um, you know, Santa's going to give his gifts, but then the rest of us have this method where we give our gifts where we have to earn it. And it's kind of a mix of, you know, the value of money and work and time. And, um, And then we teach that that grandma and grandpa had to do that to pay for these gifts. Your cousins had to do that to pay for the gifts, and then you you just get those conversations started that way. Exactly, and there's even more because if you think about it, I, I truly, if I had an opportunity to make Santa and earn my keep expert, I would because this man is a perfect <laughs> yes. example of the earn my keep totally. philosophy. Plus, his Loves distribution his network's amazing. Is incredible. You know yes. what I mean? He, lo- <laughs> he loves his job, yeah. and he and his elves work harder than anybody to. You know, they have a goal that they have to meet. They set it. They make their deadlines. I mean, everything about Santa emulates this wonderful philosophy that we want our children to adopt. So you talk about it with them, and, you know, how do you think Santa gets his materials? And fine, that may be just flat-out magic, but what do the elves earn for all you got to pay your elves. I mean, elves aren't free. I mean, there's going to be... Yeah, there's going to be unions, and I mean, there's going to be a whole issue if you take care of your elves. Yeah. Plus healthcare. But also, yeah, but and truly, these conversations are really funny because it's one of those kids say the darndest things. I, I mean, you get them going. It is. That it's is really too funny. Cool. But, but again, like Santa, I mean, Santa, he's a perfect, perfect example yeah. of this whole concept and just his dedication to it, his passion for it. And so you really can be very realistic with your children and yet have it be very fantastic and magical at the sure. same time. I think that's so great. Uh, we have a caller, uh, Elisa, that I want to bring on that has a question for you. Her name's Jen from Minnesota. Jen, are you with us? I am. Now, you have you have some kidlets. How many kids do you have, Jen? I do. We have six kids. Wow. 
You're, <laughs> you're going to have a big Christmas. We're running a circus, yeah. That's good. Now, now, what question do you have for Elisa? My question is this. First of all, I love your concept. It's like light bulbs are going on all over the place for me. So thank you very much. But oh, yeah, I, and after, you have to email me because I'm so excited. <laughs> our kids range, range in age from 10 down to just four weeks old was our last one. And we've done a lot of different work, earn money um, type of systems. And I always come back to the same question of how, how do you assign the dollar value? For example, when we have done... Um, when we've done allowances, the older kids get more than the middle kids and the younger kids. And for the work jobs, is it the same way? Do you assign more money as they get older, or is it more per task? And anybody, any age, can earn the same amount. That's a great uh, question, Jen. Great question. It's a great question. And what's so timely bizarre is I'm, rec- I'm, I'm on Nightly Business Report, and one of my <laughs> new scripts is about this exact subject. Perfect timing, Jen. Yeah, so that's Good. so funny. Um, okay, so I have a couple different answers. The first one is, as far as earn my keep careers go, the jobs earn the same amount regardless of career. I took money out of the equation because I didn't want children to attach, you know, like a doctor makes more money than a teacher, for example. Mm. And um, we, don't, we want them really to follow their passion. So it's not about the amount of money you make because, again, that goes into valuing work, et cetera, and all right. that. So. The, one child doing the careers across a year time span would earn the same amount of money no matter what career they do. Also important to note, Earn My Keep is very flexible. So if you don't like that, you don't have to do it that way. I mean, you, this whole program is so oh, it's adaptable. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah, so which is great. But this is how I do it. Now, to answer your question about paying different amounts, absolutely. My 8-year-old makes more than my 4-year-old. Like what's a round figure? Do you have a number? Because, like, I'm well, dying I, to I, know this. Am I overpaying? Well, I do, and I... I Okay, the the standard answer, um, typical getting started of what you pay is either a dollar for every year of age, so a seven-year-old would earn seven dollars, or a dollar for every year in school. Hmm. So a second grader could earn two dollars. And you really need to think about a day. Well, I guess a a week if you're doing some sort of financial literacy program, that would be a week. My children are responsible for more than. Regu- the, you know, we do the, everyone typically splits, splits things up into savings, sharing, and spending. You know, however you choose yeah. to, you know, you give to charity, you put some money away to buy that toy that costs a lot of money, and then money directly to the ice cream man. And then the boat. But, and the boat, right. <laughs> but my daughter um, and my son actually pay for some needs. So my daughter buys her school lunches once a week. She pays for her own music lessons, and then we split her savings up short-term, long-term. I mean, we have a whole system wow. going. So she actually earns, I, I, we just started this a month ago, and ironically, numbers are not my thing, but she earns like $49 a week or something, which is ridiculous for an eight-year-old, except that instead of me paying for her music lessons, she pays for them. Love so it's it. just money coming out of my budget that she is now responsible for managing. Yeah. And a lot of parents get nervous with this, but the reality is if your kid's going to learn this lesson, I sure as heck would rather her learn it with me at home in a safe environment than when she's 22, has a credit card, I don't know what she's doing, and all of a sudden she's in credit card debt because she doesn't know how to do it. So my husband was, I was very confident, my husband was like, are you crazy? And I'm like, I'm (laughs) telling you, I think this is, she's got to learn, and she's been doing great. And and, she's seven, uh, eight almost. She's eight now. Mm -hmm. So, um... But yes, so to answer your question, yes, you would definitely pay the children different amounts. 
yes, you are going to hear it's not fair, but that opens more dialogue. Yeah. That opens, you That's know. That's their favorite line. It's not working if you're not hearing that. You need to <laughs> exactly. go deeper. If, it's, if, if they're not hearing that, if they're not saying that, you need to push harder. <laughs> it's the fun of being a parent. <laughs> does that make but, um, sense, Jen? That does. That, now, wow. it, it, does it freak you out a little bit to be throwing forty nine dollars of money generally, but then letting your child pay for more? It, depending on who it is, because I have one who oh. just saver, 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 and one who it, he would spend it today if yeah. I gave it to him yesterday. But yeah. if he's paying for like his uh, basketball classes or, or team, you yeah. know, stuff, then that's great because it's the same money. It's just who we, who yep. we say has it. That's great. You know what would be fun, too? And I haven't been able to do this yet because my, I can't figure my son out. He's just started this program, so I'm, I'm learning. You know, he's been doing it a little while, but, you know, but with your spender and your saver, I think it would be – watch me. <laughs> your children are going to be guinea pigs. <laughs> if, you, if you give them each an opportunity, one of them must save that week, and the other one must spend that week so they can get out of their comfort zones because just being a saver – is just as detrimental as just being a spender. Children should be able to spend their money on things they want and need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and food is like, I mean, like, yeah. So you would actually create a situation where they'd spend. Yes, and or save, and that yeah. they could talk with each other and like, how are you so comfortable with spending? How are you so comfortable with saving? And it's what we're really doing is helping them practice to find that middle ground between the two. That's a lot of work, Jen, with six kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to get a copy of the book, Earn It, Learn It, Teach Your Child the Value of Money, Work, and Time Well Spent. Thanks so much for your call. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And then go program. get on her website, earnmykeep.com, and she wants you to contact her. And I bet you she'll give you even more coaching because you're the and guinea I pig. I will, I will, I will. <laughs> Too cool. I love it. I wrote it down. Good stuff. Yay. Jen, thanks for the call. Hold on, and we'll uh, make sure we've got everything to, to send, the, send you oh. that book. Well, excellent work. Anybody else out there, if you have a question for Elisa uh, Weinstein, she is here to answer it. Give us a call, 801-422-0143, 801-422-0143, and we'll give you a copy of her book. What questions do you have about this? Now, Elisa, have you ever seen a kid that this just doesn't work on? Have you ever run into one that just won't play the game? That's you know because um, maybe this I'm is thinking, like the one that would eventually end up on you know, some commune not, somewhere. It's, it's not the kids; it's the parents. Yeah, I get it's a lot of I don't. Yeah, I don't have time, and I love that's one of my favorite things because I love showing how you really can make it work. Mm-hmm. And then the one when I get the the you know the response back, oh my goodness, we did this and it was amazing. Yeah. So, you know, and I do think there, you know, my daughter's been doing this for four years and there have been times where she's like, I need a bit of a break, you know, but it's, you know, and and I respect that and I get that and we'll take, you know, we got, there's, you know, vacation, paid vacation has worked into the program and that's why it's there, you know, because sometimes you do and they're kids, you know, sometimes life is crazy and you just need a month off, but it's really not the children. I mean, Mm -mm. what, what kid doesn't want to experience, you know, because you can so tailor your child is completely into sports, then make them an athlete, an agent, a sports journalist, a trainer, a physical therapist. Right. You can tailor it totally to your child's interests. So there's it's it's really not the kids who aren't engaged and excited about it. Yeah, and it's I mean, and we don't have time. 
yeah, well, get some. <laughs> I mean, you got to, this is parenting, parenting 101. And I think what you're going to end up creating by doing a, pro, a, pro, a program or a process like this, you're, you're, you're creating self-esteem, you're creating a sense of worth, you're creating a sense of just kind of inherent respect for how life happens and how it works. It's it's something you don't get everywhere else. So um, I really uh, I really appreciate it. We've got uh, one more caller here that uh, we can – we're just going to throw this question at you. Caller, are you there with us? Yes, I am. Thanks. Now, you have a little bit of a – I guess a temperamental child, huh? Yes. My son, Nathan, is four, and he is always throwing threats at everybody. Today we were shopping, and he wanted something, and my coat was hanging over the shopping cart, and he said, if you don't get it to me – I'm going to throw your coat in the trash when we get home. Wow. I mean, that's one of his minor ones. He's also threatened physically, you know, to hit his sisters and things like that. He's the youngest. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we just struggle with him. Yeah. He sounds like a tough one. What, uh, hey, Elisa, what job have you got for this brute? Well, <laughs> um, well, first of all, I, I'm smiling because I often have these same conversations with my youngest son. Oh, so, okay, <laughs> so, great. Yeah, so and we, uh, today, as a matter of fact, so I totally get it. Oh, wait, so there's two separate things going on, and the first one is I am by no means a child development expert, so this is just mom-to-mom. Um, what has worked, and it's just repeating, the, the language we repeat over and over again is I respect myself and I respect you too much to answer to that or have that be acceptable. And he's really starting to outgrow it because we say that a lot. You know, it's not, and I say it's not an if or situation. I say that a lot. And he's doing great. And it's really, but it's literally, I mean, I I could say this in my sleep. It's almost like he opens his mouth and I'm like, it's not an if or situation. (laughs) You know, so. I love that. It's just a boundary though. You're drawing a really tight boundary and you're not going to be disrespected. Correct. And I use the word respect a lot. Yeah. But. And or doing earn my keep with him has made a difference because he is starting, he gets a lot of respect for himself. Yeah. And we, and again, using that language with him when we're doing the program. So when he's working on his, whatever task he's doing and he's following through from start to finish and we're, a lot of it is, this is how the real world works. I can see how much you respect your time because you've, you've really worked hard on that. Please, he might have taken 15 minutes, but for a four- and five-year-old, that's a really long time. That's a big commitment to get their attention and, oh, yeah. and focus. I, I and think that's, the, again, I think that's, I think that's just a great model. Um, kids are kids, and every kid's a little different, but, you know, a, a younger kid like that is ready. They're, they're, they're kind of probably been spoiled a little bit more. They're used to getting what they want with a tantrum because most parents are probably overwhelmed. So a strong boundary, talking respect, I, I love that. What I love about how you work, Elisa, is you're always teaching. You're the consummate teacher, and that really, to me, is what a parent is really about. Yes, and and I I I didn't I didn't mean to know how to do that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, like no, you just kind of, figured it out. It just happened. But yes, every single moment that we're with them is a teachable moment. You know, and and a lot of it is taking that deep breath and remembering these moments are a gift. And I always my cool. I'm please. I'm exhausted, and I've got yeah. the kids, and I don't do it perfect all the time at all by any means, but when I can remember to, if I've had some sleep <laughs> and I can function Get some and I sleep. can stand my ground, the tantrum becomes a teachable moment. Yeah. Is there a more effective way to get what you want? 
Well, I mean, yeah, you'd otherwise you have to become like them and you become erratic and unpredictable and temperamental and your mood starts to swing just like the four year old. It's just better to have a plan. Being in the trenches myself, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It yeah. really is. Yeah. <laughs> well, Elisa, yep. we so appreciate you. Um, they should go to your website. Anybody out there, go to the website, earnmykeep.com. Really, it's it's just incredible, everything she's got there for you. Plus, you can talk to her, ask questions. There's a community there. Um, she also bring on, brings on experts to help her as well. And go check out her book. Now, where can they get your book, Elisa? Uh, Amazon.com. It's easy. Earn awesome. it. Learn it. Teach your child the value of money, work, and time well spent. Alisa, again, thank you so much for your insight um, and for giving those books away. Uh, we so appreciate it, and we're, I'm sure, going to have you back again. We need you. Yay. Well, awesome. I'd love thanks. to be there. And Merry Christmas. Happy well, New thanks. Year. Happy Holidays. Santa Rock. <laughs> That's right. You're the best. Thank you. Uh, again, kids, you know, that's it's our job. We're parents. We're here to teach. We're here to learn. And so as parents, let's keep learning. One thing to learn is how to earn our keep. And we're going to take a break now. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Big-time sport fishermen now have a secret weapon that's better than any simple lure. Stay tuned, and we'll give you the big picture. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. The captains of ocean-going fishing boats have long known that flocks of seabirds herald a feeding spot with lots of fish nearby. But thanks to technology, the scale of that relationship has changed, and the birds are now hundreds of kilometers overhead as in satellites. Thanks to NASA technology transfer programs, data from EOS, or the Earth Observing System of Satellites, is used by commercial services to show anglers the most likely ocean areas for successful sport fishing. EOS satellites collect raw climate data. The Short-Term Prediction Research and Transition Center at Marshall Space Flight Center, nicknamed SPORT, then distributes EOS information on ocean surface temperatures and the amount of chlorophyll present in different locations. People normally associate chlorophyll with plants on land, but plankton use it as well. That plankton in turn feeds progressively larger fish all the way up to the big guys, tuna, sailfish, and tarpon. The satellite data can help hone in on favorable fishing grounds in two-kilometer patches across whole oceans, turning fish stories into trophy catches. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We've been talking about the gimme, gimme, gimme's uh, at Christmas, how to you know educate our kids, how to teach them to stand on their own um, when it comes to, you know, you don't always have to be gifted everything. And so while we were doing this, we thought, what better uh, topic than to discuss with Madison Allred about gift giving. Madison, what have you learned? Well, I've just learned how drastically gift giving has changed, you know, just even like in the past hundred years. Yeah. Do you remember when kids used to be able to get coal 
If you were really bad, you could get a lump of coal. <laughs> My dad got coal in his stocking. Did he really? Yeah. He uh, was staying up trying to find Santa Claus. And, oh, uh, that naughty His parents so caught funny. him. So the next morning he had coal in yeah. his stocking. Yeah. I haven't heard of very many that happening lately. Hey, do you guys know why Santa puts coal? No, I was wondering in? why is that? Why? Because that's what's in the fireplace when he arrives. Did you ever make that connection? Because I made that the other day. Wow. That's, That's genius. Cool. Bryce, just in. This just in. <laughs> Cole is in the fireplace. That's pretty <laughs> Good, snazzy. Madison. What else did you learn, though? But, yeah, I mean, because when you think about it, like, at the turn of the century, you know, they would make gifts for you. Yeah. You know, there was, like, the game, you know, with the hula hoop and the stick. You know, just you would, like, whittle something for your child, you know. You yeah. got one thing, like, you would give the girl a doll, and she'd just be so happy. And then compared to kind of... When it started getting more to, like, the toys and the manufactured things, yeah. it was in the 50s. That's because, you know, like, there was the wealth, and so, and people could have could afford mass production. So, you know, like, Barbie, right. she came along then, Matchbox cars, this little thing called the Ginny doll. Oh, yeah. You know? I don't know. Some of these things are kind of funny to but see. But it ended up just being, once we kind of turned it commercial, I mean, it used to be grandma would crochet you something yeah exactly or knit you something and it was so personal to you that you just loved it you loved it yeah i mean that's power and now it's we buy something and the big ultimate joke is our kids spend more time playing in the box than they do the toy yeah (laughs) because i guess it's you know whatever it's just consumption yeah just a different holiday it's totally true and i mean like even as you look through these Toys, you know, with the Barbie in the 50s, the price was like $3. And then, you know, in the past few years, you know, like kind of, you know, lists off like the top toys, you know, like Hobby Lobby slime in the 70s, My Little Pony and the Caboodle, you know, in the 80, 1980s, the Furby, Tamagotchi. Uh-huh. But as soon as you hit like the 2000s, like with the Nintendo DS, like all of a sudden these gifts went from being like 10 bucks each to like 180 bucks. Uh. You know, it's just like... And I totally remember that, you know, uh, my little brother's wanting a Nintendo DS. They're just yeah. like, that's all that I want, you know. Plus, none of us know how to make anything anymore. Exactly. We don't even know how to whittle something down. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, now it's like the big thing is like the Leap Pad, you know, and that's yeah. like $200. Well, that list you were just reading, uh, I've bought every one of those. Exactly. And I know. they're all gone. In fact, we had a yard sale. Yeah. And the neat thing is they don't even sell for 10 cents on the dollar. They. You're just getting rid of it. Just move my junk. Move my junk. Exactly. Get whatever little you can out of it. And now it's like I even know kids where, I mean, probably in our family the reason why is because we're all grown up now. Like our youngest is 14. Yeah. But like we're just like, yeah, just give us money, you yeah. know. But then even with like little kids, like I was shocked the other day. I was babysitting one of my younger cousins and he's just like, yeah, daddy's going to give me a gift card to Best Buy. And I was like, what the, like, what would you, like, you're like yeah. six, like, what do you need with the gift card to Best Buy? <laughs> like, that's insane. Oh my but heavens. really, you know, it's just like, it went from, you know, making something yeah. and having fun. And then the 50s, you know, kind of more commercial mass produced. And now it's just like, just give us money. Just give us, you know. It's the time gift too. Cards. I mean, but it's the time of the gift. It's them spending hours putting this thing together, yeah. wrapping their head around it, knowing the surprise of the kid. That's yeah. power. I mean, we don't. It's the time we're not putting into this, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. See, like for me, like my solution is kind of like for all of the like Christmas presents that I've bought for my friends and family, I've put in a lot of time to them, and like the ones that I've already given already, because yeah. they're either like leaving early for finals and stuff. They've always said, "Oh, how thoughtful." 
You know, and like to me, that's Thoughtful. like the best yeah. reward because it's like, yeah, I did put a lot of thought into this. I'm glad that you. Well, when you, you know? well, yeah. When you go to a party and everyone just hands a gift card to the right, exactly. everyone just pass your gift cards to the right. <laughs> yeah. Everybody got one. Good. There we go. Exactly. Yeah, I think we've lost kind of the spirit of the season, mm-hmm. and uh, I appreciate that. That's pretty interesting insight, Madison. Thanks. Good stuff. Really, here's your challenge. Then, let's make it a different kind of year. If it's about time, then maybe spend some time with your kids, teaching them. What it costs to earn a present or a gift, what grandma and grandpa are paying, how long they had to work to make these gifts take place, or let's give them a job, as we learned from Elisa Weinstein. Let's spend the time. Um, Really, it is, when you think about it, really one of the only things that is uniquely yours is time. It's all you got. And uh, in the end, you'll wish you had more. So please take care of each other. Think about your gifts. Let's plan some time. And uh, most importantly, thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about helping you create a healthier, happier life. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. All season long, you can hear every BYU men's basketball game here on BYU Radio. But Cougar fans on their feet. On game day, listen in as Greg Rubel calls the action. Davies to the middle, and the right hand dunk. Plus, don't miss pre- and post-game coverage with the game's key players and coaches. What we asked our guys to do tonight, I think that uh, for the most part, they did it. Four hours of basketball coverage, every game, all season long. Here on your home for Cougar Sports, Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. What song changed my life? There are a lot of songs that have changed my life. It's a totally brutal question to try and answer. Every musician has that one song that changed their life. Join Tony Award winner Lea Salonga, American Idol finalist Brooke White, and more of your favorite artists as they explore their lives before and after they heard that one song that changed everything. Watch The Song That Changed My Life, Monday nights at 7.30 on BYU-TV. Freshen up your mornings with Marcus Smith and the BYU Radio Morning Show. Lifestyle, news, current events, science, technology, and just about anything else. You'll be feeling good all day long when you start your day with Marcus Smith and the Morning Show. Weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.